Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today's guest is Bill Hortz. He's the founder and dean of the Institute for Innovation Development. And we're going to talk about his magnum opus article, the first article that really opened the door to who he is and what he does. And it was all about innovation and change. It's all about a call to arms, like everybody needs to wake up within our industry to truly embrace something that is something so hard in our industry that we seem to get so much resistance to which is change and so that's what we're going to talk about today because it not only has to do with basically all of the business tools that you need but also surprising love has to do with our favorite topic here which is marketing so bill welcome to the show well thank you for having me i'm excited why did you write this article why did you create this institute Help me understand your epiphany and what you've done to really implement and try to change and just basically grab financial services professionals by the shoulders and shake the heck out of them and make them believe this. Well, I mean, bottom line, I was I I was appalled. <laughs> the background to this is that I was 30 years in the industry, financial services working with a, a, a good number of asset management firms as head of sales, running sales, you know, a uh, internal sales force and a external wholesaling force. And I ran them consultatively. So we worked very actively with advisors across all the sales channels. So we're, you know, the RIAs, the independents, the, the wirehouses, you know, the old term, insurance agencies, the, the pension consultants, the retirement plan group. I mean, so I worked in all the different sales cultures. And then on a consultative basis, we were always trying to bring in consultants that would help us develop these training modules on developing processes, systems, and behavioral finance, uh, what have you. And constantly challenging ourselves to be able to work consultatively with, with advisors. So that's a good amount of years in the trenches in all these different sales cultures. Then I went into strategic accounts, and I was one of the leaders of a major strategic account effort. There I started working the home offices. So there were how do we support advisor training in the practice management or business development, let's not call mm -hmm. it training, business development of advisors through their practice management efforts, through their Rep on the Rise program, their top advisor groups, or what, what, what have you. So, and also their conferences. So we were always, I've always had this practical lens on the business models and the operating ability of advisors. We've always been trying to help them in how you compete, how do you keep developing your resources and in, in, in working with your clients. So I started going to cross-industry uh, conferences on strategic accounts, global, cross-industry. I then started going to these 
innovation forums like the front end of innovation in Boston and the chief innovation officer in New York City uh, and many others. These were global cross-industry groups that were challenging themselves as to how do you work with your clients in creative, innovative ways? How do you keep developing innovation and keep building your competitive positioning? And when I was at a lot of these conferences, the percentage of financial services professionals relative to all these other industries to be kind. Let me use the word subpar. Oh, okay. That's fair. So the more I kept going and this openness of what do you mean you're doing that? That's one of the big things I learned. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask the CEO for, what do you mean you didn't ask the CEO? <laughs> and then seeing how all these other strategic account management efforts across the industry, how they're doing such experimentation, doing completely different. We, in our industry, we're used to doing things yes. a certain way. And we believe in expertise. We did very well. So we're going to continue doing those things that I, we did previously, right? Well, we hear all the time, Bill, that, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And a lot of financial services professionals don't think that anything is broken. How, how do you take all of those other people who are slapping you around proverbially, kind of joking, saying, why aren't you guys implementing this? How are you trying to bring that stuff to our industry that's so resistant to change? Help me more with that. How are you hot pokering these people? Well, absolutely. The first concept was that I, I was appalled and I kept seeing what is really going on. Okay. Cross industry globally, there's a lot of things changing. And at a very fast pace, people are openly experimenting and trying things, new things. And that's what got me appalled that I said everywhere it was going, the relative percentage in financial services relative to all these other industries was, was so small or again so poor that that's where I was so upset finally. Threw in that that's it is it and the old saying right if the if Muhammad won't go to the mountain the mountain has to come to Muhammad so okay then let me start this platform which is the Institute for Innovation Development because I said there's things we can do with a platform that an individual it's hard for an individual company to do. You can build leverage, you can build you know, strategic partnerships, you can build a network. So let me start a business innovation institute platform for financial services. And let me take the 30 years of my active, practical engagement working with advisors and the industry, you know, home offices, regional managers, individual advisors, working in all these different business models and see how I can bring this awareness and also bring some type of maybe not so gentle prod, okay, <laughs> of, of building awareness, mm -hmm. okay? So the Institute when I first started it, I wrote this piece that you mentioned, the an innovation call to arms for financial advisors. 
And I've always jokingly called it my, my magnum opus, right? Well, as far at that time, that was, <laughs> that was a pretty big piece for me. But, but, but it, was, it was the really sitting down of the thinking behind why we must have this, this attention to business innovation in financial services. And that's how this came into being. Okay. The part of change, which is really cool because you actually address this in this article, and we're going to make sure that we have the link to this article in the show notes, is that in order for people to accept change, they have to be aware that change is needed. And then they also not only have to be aware, but accept that they have a fundamental role in that change. How do you do that with this institute, and how do you do that through your processes and with that 30 years of experience? Well, the, the, the experience, I, I, I hope, is providing the proper around, uh, amount of direction and curation, the ability to look at what all these other industries are talking about, what practical experiments they've been doing and, and, and try to channel some of these stories, some of these case studies, some of these, this kind of thinking and, and try to really build awareness around that. And the first thing I thought of is to start developing an interview series so that we can explain what innovation is, not just conceptually, but actually show you an innovative person and how they have made their decisions, what course of actions did they take in developing something new in the industry and be able to give guidance to advisors to understand. The, the first thing this paper does is, is, is it sets up the premise. Mm -hmm. The single greatest risk and let's not call it risk or, or, or problem, it's a negative. The single greatest challenge for the financial services industry, for advisors, for the industry overall, as well as every other industry, <laughs> but in our case today, the financial services industry is that we are in a new operating environment. It's, it's one that is driven by a very specific dynamic. It's an accelerating rate of change. Now, remember, we've always had to deal with change. Change isn't new, right? Since we crawled out of caves, we've been changing all the time and events and things. We constantly, but a lot of the former change was generational or you had time to evolve. To, now, the, the, this hyper rate and the accumulation, how one technology is feeding on another technology or another idea. And that is, and, and let me give you a concept I talked to advisors about to understand what this hyper rate means. Every advisor, every most advisors have at some point talked to their clients about the need for investing. And they talked about that rate of, of change. Mm -hmm. When you put a little bit of money away, you're going to see that curve. And the longer that you're in there, it doesn't just go up. Uh, it doesn't go up incrementally. It makes this big curve and it starts going straight up. Mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. So that's been a premise of why you have to invest in, and keep investing for the long term, because there's this dynamic to money that none of us can really explain. It's a big mathematical thing, but the point is you just show the chart, right? The compound interest chart and you show it and look at that. What is that? Oh, it happens though. It's a law of nature. It's a law of money. Okay. Mm -hmm. That same law is this, this of compounding is what's applying to change right now. Okay. So while we've had change in the past, What's happening now is it's 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 cumul accumulating on itself, and we're starting to see three to five years ahead of us. We're looking at a curve change that's going straight up. Okay, that is the number one different operating environment that we have not been trained for. Sure, a business plan that you sit down there and stuff does not account. You know, for that kind of massive amount of change. So, so that is the premise. That's going to hit us all in the back of the head with a two by four, whether you're ready for it or not. It's happening. And that's why I wrote this saying this is an innovation call to arms because if the premise is that our operating environment is rapidly, rapidly compounding in its rate of change. There is only one way to really have to deal with that as a manager, as a, as a firm, as a management company to operate your limited time, money and effort. You have to have different ways of thinking and of operating to address something that can change a whole industry in a couple of years. But here's the thing, man, in, I'm taking this trait from the article, is advisors aren't equipped to do this. Uh, it, this is outside of the way that a lot of not just advisors, but entrepreneurs brain works. How, how are you helping solve this? I, I'm, I want you to continue to dig deeper and deeper with right. me here. So so let's right. go uh, next level deep. Well, the, the, the first thing that the Institute was put together to do is to build awareness and get out into the discussion, into industry discussion. You know, the original concept was to be interviewing, to give people, one, be aware of what the problem is. And there is a solution set. There is a whole set of management tools, experimentation that's being done right now all over the world in all different industries. And there are certain things that keep working. So there is this toolkit of innovation practices, mindsets, tools. So the first thing we want to do is start building awareness for them. So the Institute's the first step was to start working with the press and start developing articles and get articles out there. And the key thing was to do articles interviewing innovators, people in finance. So we can give you the example. What does it mean to be innovative? Well, let's look at this, this firm, what they've created, and let's ask them, how did you come up with this idea? Why did you do this? What is this changing? How is this helping your firm and your clients. And the more we can tell these stories, the more we're giving a guide path sure. to, okay, this is how you do it. So that's, that was our first, our first effort is build awareness and do it through thought leadership articles, not puffy things or, or promotional things, but 
but real thought leadership. Let's dig in to what does this innovation mindset look like? How do you deploy it in real life in your firm? You know, how did you do it? And what were the results? And, and, and so, so that's the very first step of building this awareness. It does. It answers the question well. So, so what I'm hearing you say is, you know, in order for financial services professionals, they needed somewhat of a roadmap to see that this sort of innovation and change is possible because there are other people who are doing it. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Now, when you talk about like I, I like asking kind of like this magic wand question in, in the podcast, you know, Bill. So if you could wave a magic wand to mm-hmm. help with, thank you. He's, he's, you can't see this, but he actually waved a wand. There's awesome. If you could, <laughs> what would be the thing that you would want changed? Would it be acceptance? Would it be would it be uh, openness? Would it be, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, obviously, you, you're working on awareness, but let, let's say we were able to, everybody had an epiphany, Bill. So they have an epiphany. Oh my God, we need to innovate. We need to innovate. And oh my God, there are all of these great ways to innovate. And you and I have talked about this with, with Kirk. Him and I have read like four or five of amazing innovation books that have helped us grow our our practice really outside of, in our business, outside of how normal, normal, I'm air quoting there, businesses grow. But if you could change that one thing, if you could wave a magic wand, what what would you do to improve innovation or get your foot in the door to make it so that people are like, yep, I can do this? The first single challenge is mindset. Because I always tell people, when, when most people, when you say innovation, their mind shortcut immediately technology. Mm-hmm. Innovation equals technology. The very first step out of awareness is, is, is to really delineate or, or give example, illustrate what this mindset looks like. But, but, but getting a little granular into it showing its deployment because what we want to do is first we want advisors and the industry obviously to be more aware of what the biggest challenge that's facing them is this accelerated rate of change it ain't going to go away two to three years we're going to see more change than we saw in the past 30 so we got to get that really across so the second thing really is okay we need to do this and how mindset. So what we did is we've been illustrating, again, it's still in the process of, of building awareness. You, the next step is to illustrate the behaviors and how do you deploy or how do you use these different tools? So I, there are four areas that we're writing about in financial services. Okay. okay which are the most practical, most needed areas where you should be deploying a more of an innovative mindset or, and and part of that means just challenge your assumption. Just do that. Challenge every assumption that you have. This has always worked. Why? Maybe, maybe there's something else that's better or whatever, you know, you have to first start with challenging. And we picked four areas that we want to give a little more. This is where you can actually be part of this. Where can you, is there going to be a major difference in 
in becoming more innovative for your firm, for yourself, for the industry. The first area is as a whole subset of modern business management tools and approaches. You've heard of a business plan and everyone's taught to do the business plan. And it's, it's practical, it's uh, right, it's, it's important to get all your facts down, all that. And we've been trained to do that in an environment where, in, you know, there was generational change. If you look at the, new, the, new, the newer fintech companies, they're going to these places called accelerators. They're helping them accelerate their growth from startup to, to a, a growing, thriving business. They don't train them on doing a business plan. They have a more modern tool called the business model canvas. One page, nine blocks, it's visual, it's consultative, collaborative. You can have your team around you. You can have strategic partners come in. This is our firm. These are the nine elements of our firm. And it also teaches you how to pivot. If we change this, if we add this, then we take away that so we can pivot. Our, the big thing people are talking about now is business model. You need to tweak your business model. Well, how, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. How, how do you? Now, do you have this canvas? Is this part of something that people can get through the Institute? Oh, sure. And you know, it's widely available anywhere. Oh, you have okay. to type in business model canvas. Nice. Very nice. Okay. You'll get a hundred versions of it all looking more or less the same, but different color patterns. But the point of the oh. matter, it's a new tool. Okay. okay. And there's a series of these tools. There's design thinking at the process of how to ask questions. And when you look at innovative companies, they're using these type, the different types of management techniques of how they go about their business. Okay. How do they go about solving challenges, problems? How do they go about tweaking their, their business to be more competitive? There's a whole new set of tools out there. And a lot of the incumbents in this industry are not even aware of them because okay. it's not something we teach. So the first place is to get people to really start being more innovative. We got to make them aware of precisely series of tools that if you start adding, just add one or two of these processes or ideas at your annual planning meeting or what have you, all of a sudden it's going to lead you into a whole other series of questions and that can lead to a whole other direction. So right, that's number two. Number, so that, two. Number, number one was the business uh, management resources, talking about the acceleration, different way to do planning. What's number two? Number two is we're really focusing on, on financial technology, fintech companies, but really going to a lot of the fintech companies that I know and that I've been finding and a good number of them started with financial advisors. So now that's the perfect example. This is a financial advisor who got good and tired about some problem, and then they decided to do these series of steps, and then they developed this software, this platform, this, 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 that, and whatever. So we want to really interview those groups and, you know, how did you do that? What was the first step that you made? What were the challenges you had? How did you, you solve them? Where, and, and why is this so important for the industry and for your clients and for competitive positioning? So the second area, we're going to do a lot of details, but again, showing the questions are all thought leadership as to how, why, where type of things. The third area, 
is progressive money management. It's not just money managers, because that's it's always been constantly evolving, right? But it's not just the managers using AI or all data. Definitely, we look at that. But we're also looking at ESG, right? And others, that's an advancement in due diligence, a new set of questions, a new way of looking at, at a company's risks and things like that. Even better, since 2008 or nine, there's a much larger contingency of advisors that modern portfolio theory finally was pretty clear. It's not modern and under massive stress didn't work very well. And risk management does not equal just asset allocation. There are other, so there's a whole series of, of, of money managers now that are redefining risk, the word risk, and developing different types of processes, so overlays or dynamic or other types of, of tools to add to their previous traditional way of, uh, of investing. So it's not giving up on it, it's just adding new tools and stuff. So, so we're looking at all the kinds of evolutionary, innovative ways going on in, in money management and letting people be aware, here's a good way to differentiate yourself too, when you see the different types of tools and risk management and, and processes coming down the pike here. And the fourth area, which I find most interesting as well is is working with RIAs and other, other advisory groups or, or advisor groups, whether they're an insurance agency, an accounting firm, a, uh, an RIA, an independent, it doesn't matter. There's a group of advisors that are actively experimenting on how they're engaging with their clients, how they're engaging with their community. And in the process of experimenting that, what they're actually doing is redefining the concept and the connotation and, and having people look at what is a financial advisor? What actually can you be? Or, or what don't you know about what we're doing? So by, by doing experimentation, and this is including people, groups that are becoming more holistic and, 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 and also how they're engaging with the community and, and things that they're doing so that they're, they're, they're really broadcasting and re-imaging, again, what to expect uh, and thereby really make them extremely competitive with yes. you know, the traditional image of, right. of, of so the, what's going on. The traditional image of it or, or what everybody was screaming and freaking out about a few years ago, which is robo-advisors, right? I mean, you're talking about the reimagining of how socially and within the social fabric of society that we are looking at and positioning financial services through all of these different things, because by implementing these four, so implementing more modern business thinking, technology to make not only the advisor's life easier, but also the client's life, progressive money management, showing how you truly are fundamentally unique and different, because really that's still why people come to you. And then working with the advisor groups, I think these are absolutely fascinating. Now, remember, this is a marketing podcast. And so you've you've done what I was hoping you would do, which is to violently shake our listeners by the shoulders and say, look, you have to innovate. You have to innovate. Here are some areas now that we've uncovered that you know, that you can innovate with or or through or that's how you're going to change your thinking. How does this apply 
to marketing. So how through your institute and through what you do, can you help advisors market themselves in a fundamentally unique and different way to rise above the noise and to truly change how people interact with this profession? Well, I should say that the fourth section where I'm working with RIAs and and others that are communicating and engaging, that's the key word, engaging clients and the community, also part of that is working with some pretty novel and interesting marketing organizations or services. And in fact, there was, um, there was a conference I went to a while ago. I, I was inspired to write this article about there is an art and a science to this now. Okay. Marketing before is get out there and just, you know, just, just be everywhere, just be out there. But with technology, you know, the kind of technology that you can deploy and the kind of community focus, how you can focus messaging through your podcast or other, uh, other, other marketing tools and approaches, you can really fine tune like a heat seeking missile messaging. And there's also very creative, different ways of, of developing engagement. So part of that, uh, the marketing message is that, that part of this era of, of accelerating change, that is driving your traditional way of doing marketing has to get kick-started, okay, a great big boot, okay, <laughs> out into the future here to understand there really is a art and a science to this. You can be very creative. Here comes business innovation. You can do things not just the way it used to be done, but not, you can come up with, with, with all different types of, uh, of, of different strategies. So, so that's what we're trying to map out too as part of that, that we're interviewing firms to to see what they're doing that's bringing marketing more into that art and science so you can really fine tune it to your audience in your area and that's so much better than the old way of just you know just blast everything out everywhere you know yeah that that shotgun approach that and again, this goes back to challenging the assumptions of what works and what made you successful. Yeah, there, there's a great book, right? You know, what got you here isn't going to get you there. And that's such a great saying. And we look into that because that's exactly what Bill's talking about here is just because it has worked in the past, because of the rate of change, we are not going to be able to kind of just have business be business as usual. You've got to do whatever you possibly can to take these four areas and, and implement them in. Now, here, here's, here's uh, my kind of final question as we wrap up. I have, I have two. Number one, is there a book, my friend? Is there a book like you're like, okay, here it is. You know what? This, this is the thing that really got that hot poker and, and helped me change my mind. Or since you have worked with so many financial services professionals in your 30 plus years, is there something that you lean on more than anything to help people really truly change their mindset? That is a great question. And there is one book I recommend up and beyond anything else, because as I said, the first issue is to understand that innovation equals mindset. It's a set of behaviors. It's a way of thinking. 
it's it, it, you know it, it, it's a it's a different way of looking and operating you know looking at your your challenges and in operating the book is called the innovators dna the innovators dna was a book that was done on the basis of studying like 800 entrepreneurs like serial entrepreneurs CEOs that shifted their whole industry, scientists who came up with major breakthroughs in medicine. So they looked at people who were able to create massive change and that can continuously do that, and they studied them. I mean, they asked them questions. They asked 360 questions around them. They poked them with sticks, okay? They put them, they put them through all kinds of psychological testing. Is it something that is in their DNA? Is it that there's these scary, smart people among us that walk the earth and they just have this ability? Well, they did this study, and it was many years, and what it came out with was that there is absolutely nothing different in the wiring of these entrepreneurs, these, these people who, who, these innovators, these people that really made changes in their industry and in, 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 uh, uh, for, for the lives of their clients, et cetera, it came back absolutely not. But what they did find out is they all shared similar behaviors. The behavior that they all shared is that they spent 50% of their time, more, 50% more time than the average business owner in doing a couple of things. One was questioning constantly and into an art form, not ask a question, get an answer and stop. They made questioning an art form. Observing, observing, not just looking, observing really what how are people reacting to things what are these what are these businesses in my community the ones that are doing the best let me look what do they do you know really being able to observe experimenting they constantly did little it, and experiment doesn't have to be a huge multi-million dollar you know it could be quick simple easy cheap all right. Just come up with an idea, call five of your clients, try it out, but keep doing. It. And then the fourth one was networking, but not networking like, you know, you get a bunch of your cards and you go to the local business group or whatever. Hi, here, you know, no purposeful networking. I mean, things are changing so fast and there's so much happening. You cannot as an individual or as one firm, as one person, as one group, be able to keep on top of this rate of speed of change. So you need to be part of networks that you can quickly tap in and get insight and, and be able. So you should have a, a series of networks. So the entrepreneurs, who are, who are um, and, the, and the most important thing about this was studies showed that anybody can do this. These are a set of behaviors. You just have to put it in your mind, okay? You have to make it a strategic thing that you're going to be spending every single day, week, right? Questioning, 
observing, networking, experimenting. If you do those four things consistently, there is absolutely no way you cannot find a stumble on new ideas. Nice. How can you not? And the, and the greatest thing that that book teaches is through this study, these are learned behaviors. Anyone can learn that. So the bottom line message about the innovator's DNA is feel good about yourself. Anyone in any position, in any company, in any industry, anywhere in the world can be innovative. I think that's the I think that's the quote that we're going to use right there to to splash out all over social media because that was wildly possible po powerful. Okay, so Bill, it, let's say somebody wants to get involved, right, in 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 working with you and in feeling your energy and your expertise on this. What's the best way for them to reach out to you or get involved? I'm on LinkedIn, innovationdevelopment.org, uh, b hortz at innovationdevelopment.org, and I'm constantly working on building my my network in, in in the institute the institute is a platform and a network so we're we're trying to isolate and bring in people that can help us tell these stories people who are innovators and if you have an innovative story to tell if you're experimenting you're doing something i'd love to hear what that is i'd love to hear the story it's my job to promote financial services, business innovation in all manner, shapes, and form. So I want to hear about it, and I'd love to see if we can do something creatively together. Wonderful. Well, make sure everybody that you go to those different websites, we'll make sure that we have those in our show notes. And if you follow Bill on LinkedIn, he's always posting stuff and he's there. So if you message him, that's a, another great way to, to communicate. You know, I, today was a lot of fun. Because innovation is something that Kirk and I are, are fiercely passionate about. You know, my kind of wrap of today's show is, you know, we, we, we've read a, a bunch of books, but, but together, the two books that really changed how we, a three, that we really changed and how we've grown as quickly as we have is a book called Fix, which we'll make sure that that gets in the show notes. The second one was one called Black Stretchy Pants, which is about how to build corporate culture like Lululemon, which was fascinating. And then the third one was called Scale, really trying to figure out how you can scale your business very quickly. Because you know when you're really looking at these accelerators that, that Bill's talking about, it's unbelievable how they force you to look at things differently. We're gonna continue to do whatever we can here to to be innovative because we have people like you bill in our lives now i just want everybody to know that he's somebody who we are actively involved with picking his brain on making sure that we're being innovated and through innovative and through his questions he's already challenged some of the cool things or <laughs> not so cool things now that kirk and i were really fixated on and did what i wanted him to do today with all of you listeners which is to kind of shake you around and make you realize that innovation is wildly important and you need to do it because it's going to happen without you so for everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing. This is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. 
click on the contact us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.